Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. I am Tower here with the Watchman, and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence for the WIBR Warren Radio Network to us through our contact page on warren-usa.com. And you can find the WIBR Warren Radio on USA.life, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, LinkedIn, Pure Social, Spreely, and Linktree. You can listen to our shows through warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. You can also download the shows there and share them with your family and friends, which we appreciate. And you can also find the Warren Radio on the following streamers. Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, and Podchaser. Be sure to give us a thumbs up and leave a good comment on the shows where you heard us, because your interaction helps, and we appreciate it. Thank you. And do not miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Epic Saga of Responsibility. Thus, the Epic Saga of Responsibility is the charge given, the witnesses revealed, and the testimony spoken concerning these things. Also, Eudokia, God's secret sets men free. Eudokia, God's secret is fulfilled worldwide on a daily and hourly basis. It makes the devil angry and the demons of hell rage. It is that secret which cannot be bought, purchased, or obtained through worldly means. And don't miss the posts on warn-usa.com. Christian Living Today vapor in the mist of time. Christian living today, it is true, life passes by like a mist. Your life, whether you are a Christian or not, is here today and gone tomorrow. And all the shows on Warren Radio, on warren-usa.com, are available 24-7 to listen and download. And the latest posts on DanaGlynSmith.com, Visions of Sugar Plums and Socialism. Socialists dream visions of sugar plums are dancing in the minds of many people in our government who support the nonsense which we have witnessed. And also on DanaGlynSmith.com, you can go there to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter. And also visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop, where we feature Christian books and other resources from our Vision Media. And this is News from the Field, a 
a report out of Saudi Arabia. Your podcast, Visions, Faith, and the Persecuted Church has good performance in Apple Podcast. In Apple Apple Podcast ratings, and for the last 30 days, it's been in position 35 in the category of Christianity in Saudi Arabia. And this data is provided by podstatus.com. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to WARN Radio on the WIBR WARN Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, doing good. We are here. On another hot day. June 17th. Yes, that's exciting. Yep. And uh, I was listening a little bit to Dan Bongino today. Uh Uh-huh. I didn't didn't listen to the whole program. I'm not... I don't do that. I don't have enough time. Right. But anyway. But at any rate, he was going through a lot of the things that Trump was doing. And uh, the people that are getting elected that he's backing. Hmm. So. That's interesting. Yeah, he is working to get the people elected for, you know, the first two years. Meanwhile, the Democrats, they're planning on having a wealth tax uh and uh, this is a tax on top of everything else that they do. That's terrible. Yeah. That that means if you buy a house at 50,000 and you know 5 years later or even 1 year later it's worth 100,000, you've got to pay tax on the difference. Even if you didn't sell it? Yep. Well, that's bizarre. That's nonsense. Well, that's a wealth tax. And a lot of your European nations do a lot of that. But see, the Democrats, there's no stopping them. So it could get pretty, uh, it could be a freaking mess. Now, the minimum is anything over 25000 So you got to be a freaking pauper in order for them to leave you alone. And then they will Well, that's you, what they want. Yeah, and then they w- want you to... You know, have nothing, and then they'll give you stuff, and then you have to do what they say, or they'll take it away. I mean, to make them look like they're so wonderful, giving you things. Yeah, trust me, socialism is not wonderful. No, no, and there's even more stuff. There's just a lot of bizarre stuff going on today. Yep, I'm sure. And I came across somebody over on LinkedIn today that. And I keep running into these guys all the time. And uh, we've got another another savior. Oh, really? Yeah. And this mm. guy, 
um, is, is claiming a Jewish Messiah as well. Hmm, that he is the Jewish Messiah? No, he's, um, I, I didn't follow it up, but he's, no, no he's, he's got a total, he was coming against all the Christians, all the believers, all the churches, the apostles, and everything that has been written in the Bible. So, no, hmm. he's a false prophet. A mm -hmm. false, he's a false somebody, you mm -hmm. know. I don't know who he is. Well, that's but, interesting. Uh, you know, I mean, I keep running into these people on social media because a lot of my articles are right there. They're all over the place, so. Hmm, that's uh, interesting. So I always run into them. Well, at any rate, I'm, well, I'm going to get ready okay. to go. Okay, well, tonight on Battle Lines is part 94 of the prophetic book of Isaiah, Temptation. The face of temptation comes to the walls of Judah. There comes a day of reckoning for the people of God. And now back to you, and I'll see you on the other side. Okay. Well, we are here, in case you ever wondered whether or not uh, Israel gets tempted. Rabshakeh, we've been talking about him. He is... Uh, Sennacherib's uh, main voice and of course <clears throat> last week we were covering the fact that Rabshakeh really didn't want to talk to Hezekiah's aides he wanted to talk to the men on the wall and one of the reason the men on the wall are the one that's going to be defending the city so uh, if he can get them to jump there's nobody left to defend the city this is this is the way it goes so, uh, you know, <coughs> excuse me, in the last verse, you know, we, we covered the fact that uh, Rabshakeh was mocking Judah. He said, I'll give you uh, 2,000 horses if you can put anybody to ride them. <laughs> Not thinking, of course, you know, he just said, you don't have 2,000 in there that can ride horses. You have men on the wall, but you don't have an army, you know, you don't have any hope. He was mocking them, taunting them. Of course, this is the way the devil works. You know, if you have a true Savior, he sends someone along to tell you you don't. You know, if you have a weakness in some area, he sends along someone to tempt you. I mean, this this is what it is. Now, see, if you're Israel, though, maybe you don't think in those terms as Christians. And because of the Gospels and everything we think in terms of that temptation and uh, fighting temptation and binding the devil and things now in Isaiah 36 verse 9 Rabshakeh is still talking now you see you know I like this guy Rabshakeh because you know, this guy is confident and he's sneaky. <laughs> I mean, if, you know, the Lord even said that the children of the world are more, have had more wisdom than, you know, the believers. He was making a point there, of course, but the bottom line of it is many times, you know, Christians are ignorant on a few things. Well, I'm not ignorant. I'm a Christian. Well, whatever. At any rate, Rabshakeh is smart. He knows what he's doing. 
And he has a lot of confidence because they went through the region and beat everybody. <laughs> so Judah, what is Judah? Judah's nothing to them. They already got word that Judah had destroyed all of uh, Yahweh's um, altars and everything. Or so they thought. In fact, Hezekiah was doing the opposite. He was removing the foreign gods because he was a good king and he served Yahweh. So in verse 9 he says, How, will you, uh, how wilt thou, or how will you, turn away the face of one captain of the least of my master's servants and put thy trust on Egypt for chariots and horsemen which is exactly what what they did there was now, now you can expect a political turmoil in there because you had you had Hezekiah who is who had been in power for some time and he'd made changes but he inherited a mess in Ahad, as in Jezebel, who had led the whole kingdom into sin. And so you would have had political forces in there. And uh, see, it's always easier to find a physical army, you know, because many times God is non-relevant to the secularist you know where is this God we don't see him you know and many times people will pray including Christians nothing happens God works in mysterious ways his ways are not like ours so it, it it's easy to have some smooth talking political uh, Jew on the inside with a group, a coalition, and we see that over in Israel now because Netanyahu is now out of the picture. And uh, matter of fact, as soon as he as he got done and unelected, he was going to put together and work to save Israel. That's how detrimental it was in his idea. I mean, it, it's really close to what happened uh, when Biden took over. Uh, you know, you have to save America now because of what the Democrats will do, and, and that's true. So we're looking at a situation now where you have a powerful entity, Assyria, coming into the region that defeated everybody, fulfilling a prophecy, actually, that Isaiah himself said. And now the stuff we're reading is his coverage of it. See, he gave the prophecy and wrote that down in the events surrounding it, and he also now is writing the actual events as we're going through. So, so how are you going to turn away the face of one captain, the least of my mer uh, master's servant? We have captain. He's got a whole, whole group of people underneath him, army. You know, just one section of the army. And uh, how are you going to do that? Because you put your trust in Egypt, and Egypt can't help them. <laughs> I mean, if Egypt could have helped them, they'd have already been there. But Egypt can't even help itself. Sennacherib is going through the region. And, uh, and this is a challenge. 
coming directly at him. And of course, this is what the devil does. You know, and, and matter of fact, you can look through this and you can see how this temptation works. You know, first of all, you mock. You know, I'll give you. You know, the devil's always ready to give something, isn't he? You always got to watch about the gifts from the devil because they'll get you in trouble every time. But anyway, I'll give you 2,000 horses if you can put riders on them, ha ha. Well, he would never have made the suggestion if he thought they'd done it. He knew they, they couldn't. They're hiding behind the walls. They didn't meet him with an army. They're behind the walls for crying out loud. There is no army. There's just the people up on the ramparts trying to defend Judah. And then the second thing of it is, you know, he tells them that there's no hope because Egypt isn't coming. And of course they can't depend on the Lord because they have torn down the Lord's altars. That This is in the eyes of Rabshakeh, you know, and the Assyrians. What they don't know is, is Yahweh is very much uh, in the middle of this. And matter of fact, he's the one that led them down there. And if you look at an end time prophecy, many of them, we read and the Lord says, I'll bring them down and judge them there at Jerusalem. I mean, and so when we look at the end days, the very end days and everything wrapping up, God's going to bring the armies to Jerusalem and judge them there. So here they are at the gates. And Rabshakeh's doing his job to tempt them, to weaken them with words. He hasn't even used, you know, there's no arrows, just him standing there yelling at them and, and, and telling them. And he says, am I now come up without the Lord against this land to destroy it? Now see, now this is where he puts in the Lord. Now you see, one of the things the Lord himself warned us about in <clears throat> Matthew 24, Luke 21, Mark 13, as he went into his end time uh, prophetic scenario of what was going to happen, he warned against false Christs, false prophets, and he said, do not be deceived. He emphasized that. So the devil always has a deceiver. He has a replacement. And so he says, the Lord said unto me, go up against this land and destroy it. See, anybody can say the Lord said. But it takes a prophet of God to really say it legitimately where God will react. But see, the devil does that. He does it with Christians. He does it even with those that aren't Christian. And just in the social media and what I do, I'm always running into these people. Been running into them for over two decades now. All kinds of nuts. I don't believe any of them. Don't listen to them. Don't care. Don't answer them. Let them go. Psst. You're a son of perdition. You're going to destroy yourself and those that follow you. Take hell with you and your lies. Because they're not going to repent. These, these are like the son of perdition. These are deceivers. And we have them all over the place. We have them all over social media. 
We have them in the world. We have them everywhere. <clears throat> so it's not surprising that Rabshakeh, well, the Lord told me to come up and, and tell you folks that I'm going to destroy it. You go on up, Rabshakeh, and destroy that. Because I'm the Lord God. Yeah, right. Now you see, the prophet of God will say, Thus saith the Lord. But after he's spoke about this, you know, there is a saying to fear God and the prophets. Because the prophets don't mess around. Now you see, the thing of it is, Rabshakeh truly believes that he has the permission of the Lord to take Israel. But the one thing that came up in this is the fact that Isaiah really did prophesy. Now in Isaiah 10, <clears throat> 5 through 6, he says, O Assyrian, the rod of my anger and the staff in their hand is my indignation. And I'll send him against a, hypocritic, a hypocritical nation, against the people of my wrath. Will I give him a charge to take the spoil, to take the prey, and to tread them down like mire in the street? Now that's the prophecy of Isaiah. Now that's a sticky wicket. But see, Hezekiah is one of the good kings. He's following the Lord now. And you see, the Lord has even made... He's covered this, and, and he covered it in Jeremiah. He says, That nation against whom I pronounce judgment for their wickedness, if they turn from their wickedness and do good, then I'll turn from that which is bad that I was going to do unto them, or judge them. I'm paraphrasing this. And I will do good unto them. And that nation which I sought to do good to for their righteousness, if they turn from their righteousness and do wickedness, I will turn from the good I was going to do them and bring judgment on them or evil upon them. You'll find that in Jeremiah. But the thing of it is, is that think of America. Think of what God said. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the whole world. So the whole world he loves. He sent his son to die for all of them. But yet if he loves the whole world, that means he also rebukes and chastens the whole world. Because it says, As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Paul talks about chastening. Talks about dealing with you as sons. And if you reject him, Paul says, Are you not bastards and not sons? That's language right out of the Apostle Paul. Now you have to understand, the Gospels are not there to soothe you. They can soothe you, but they're there to bring you closer to God, to get you walking in the way you need to walk. And so right now, there's a lot of deception in the world, a lot of shaking going on. But see, think back at the time of Judah here. They just got done with Ahaz and Jezebel. Jezebel now been eaten by the dogs some time ago. Ahaz is gone. Hezekiah is in there. 
he brought down the altars that uh, he had created and when he sees uh, the Assyrians come up they knew about it ahead of time because you can follow this he knew that they were coming and he purposely brought in Isaiah but see Rabshakeh had also more than likely heard that prophecy because the surrounding nations always listened to the Judah prophets and, and some of these the prophets of Israel you could say they always knew because you didn't mess with the prophet of Israel especially when you get back to the time of David and Solomon and you get into the times of the judges as well you know God was always sending deliverers and so Rabshakeh says well the Lord told me to come up and destroy you so if you think you're righteous well I've got the word of the Lord so you need to open the gates and let me in see if you're going to tackle the devil you better know who sent you you better know in who you believe in you better be prepared to say to that wicked spirit in the name of Jesus Christ I rebuke you and bind you now you see there's a lot of false prophets out there and false voices that want to take you away from the truth We've got so much deception here on a social level, a political level, and a personal level. You need to get in the Word of God and you need to hang on to it. Because if you're not, you're going to be deceived and you're going to more than likely get a distorted message. Now see, I can go through these and I can just not relate any of this to you as a Christian believer. But make no mistake about it. When we look at Judah, you can see types in here and, and truths that pertain to the Christian church. Because even Paul the Apostle said these things that were written for us so that we might learn from them. So that's exactly what the devil's going to do. God sent me, you can't fight me, get over there and shut up, open the door. No. I know the Lord God, and I'm his servant. I'm his son. I walk in his ways. I obey his word. I have faith to believe. I've been born again by the Spirit of God, and I tell you in Jesus' name to depart. I rebuke you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I bind you and cast you into outer darkness, thou foul, stinking spirit. Because these spirits, when you're sleeping or when you're walking or when, you know, there's an old saying, your mind, you know, <laughs> if you're just sitting around doing nothing, you know, your mind can be a devil's playhouse. You know, he can fill your mind with thoughts. You need to keep busy. You need to focus on on that which is good listen to the word of God played and so on the inside you had Judah people on the walls 
you probably had some political people that said, go ahead and surrender to them. But you also have the prophet of God in there. And the prophet of God said, this guy is not going to do anything. In Isaiah 36, 11, then said Eliakim, he was the master over Hezekiah's household. In Isaiah 22, 2, it talks about uh, Eliakim, my servant. And it said, then said uh, Eliakim and Shebna, he had a high position in Hezekiah's court, and Joah, who happened to be keeper of the records. And he said, Speak, I pray thee, unto thy servants in the Syrian language, Aramean, Aramean, or Syrian. For we understand it. Speak not to us in the Jews' language in the ears of the people that are on the wall. See, what he was saying, these leaders, because they are masters over, over Hezekiah, his household, they had high positions, so they knew other languages. They knew the Syrian language, Aramean. And so they could talk, and that's probably why they were out meeting with him, because they could speak to Rabshakeh in, in a native tongue that he knew. But see, he didn't want to do that. See, Rabshakeh wanted to speak loud for one reason to cause doubt he wanted the people on the wall the defenders to hear this to begin to talk to begin to fear so he could defeat them that's what this is all about. If you're going to walk by faith, the devil's going to challenge you. If you're going to do anything in this world, there's going to be people that will challenge you. I remember many years ago, I had two of my buddies, and Tower was with me. We had the warrior. He was small then. We were in Bible school. we were going to go over at first we were looking for help to help us over in this town where we were going to put in a coffee house and talk to everybody about the Lord nobody wanted to help us so we went and did it and when we started working we began to see fruits and people getting saved then everybody wanted to come over see what was going on See, that, that's about the way it is with people. If you really need help or something like that, you know, oh, well, 
But when it gets really exciting and everything looks like it's working, oh yeah, I'll help you now. Thanks a lot, but I don't need your help. You see, the devil challenges. Human nature causes doubt in people. And so when those people standing on the walls heard that the Lord God had told Rabshakeh to go destroy him, that would have put fear in your heart if you let it. Now see, by this time, the northern tribes were already destroyed. They were carried away by the Assyrians. That's why we call them the lost tribes of Israel because they were physically carried away out of there and distributed throughout the lands of Assyria. They became known as the lost tribes. They weren't there. The only ones that remained in the land and was actually brought back after captivity and that was Judah. Well, it's a good thing because there's a lot of promises concerning Judah that pertain to us as believers. So Rabshakeh was challenging Judah and he was especially challenging those who had just told him to speak in the Syrian language. And so he said, Has my master sent me to thy master and to speak and to thee to speak these words? He didn't send me to speak to you. He sent me to speak to those on the wall. He said, Has he not sent me to the men that sit upon the wall, that they may eat their own dung and drink their own piss with you? Now, I said that just the way it says it, and I said it for a reason. This is siege warfare. Now, if you're not a survivalist, you're not even going to think about that. But, if you have some old episodes of Bear Grylls when he was younger, go watch him, and he'll show you what it takes to survive. You ain't going to like what he does. And it involves doing that right there. He'll show you bear scat and show you where the berries are in there and other things. He'll teach you to eat a bug sandwich. I mean, survival's not pretty. In a seed city, there's no rats left. There's no animals left. The donkeys are dead. Everything is eaten in some of these cities when there's siege warfare. And there's even scriptures that talk about the Jews during judgment where they would eat things that are even a lot more gross. I'm not going to get into it. But it's there. You can find it. Rabshakeh knows this. He knows siege warfare. He knows how to scare the wits out of these people. He was a good one to send. Because he knew he, he wasn't going to banner words with these people that came from Hezekiah. He was just speaking to the ones on the wall. Because, you know, frankly, there's more people on the wall. And if he can get them scared, they're going to give up. What are three servants of Hezekiah going to do? Nothing. They're going to die. Rabshakeh knows this. So then in verse 13 it says, Then Rabshakeh stood and cried with a loud voice in the Jews' language and said, Hear ye the words of the great king, the king of Assyria. Now he is speaking to the men on the wall. 
And there's also women down below that would be ready to service, and that is to help carry water, whatever it takes. Some of them would have been with, uh, you know, uh, with the children and stuff like that, but they would have had everybody out there. You know, if you want to talk about women fighting, you ought to talk about the Kurds during ISIS when ISIS went through there and stopped at Kobani and they faced the Kurds. They faced the Kurds, the men, they also faced the women because the women were fighters, always been known as fighters. Because the Kurds had been almost wiped out by the Ottoman Empire and it took the women to join the men because the men were getting killed. And when you see them women, kids strapped on the back and they have uh, you know, an AK-47 or whatever it is. And they're all, man, they're in fatigues. They're, they mean, they're going to kill the enemy. So you need to understand that, you know, this isn't America. You know, America, we fight wars and we're over there. In the modern world, if you're going to fight a war, you send a bomb. You send a missile. Iran wants to destroy Israel. Are they going to send armies? No, they want to send a uh, missile. The Palestinians want to destroy Israel. What are they doing? Sending missiles. They're lazy. They don't want to fight. It's easier to send a missile and be safe. That is until Israel fires back. America and the world doesn't even know what a true fight is. You want to know what a fight is? Do some of your research on World War II and Hitler. That guy had more technology than all the Allies put together. One of the quickest invasions and takeover of Europe in history. Went all the way to the coast. And if America hadn't got in it, he would have gone all the way. To Great Britain and defeated it. See, this is the way warfare works. It's not pretty. And Reb Shakai is sent there because these are these are Jews. They're outnumbered. They're very confident because they already already carried away the northern tribes. I think it was Sargon that did that. So hear the words of the great king, the king of Assyria. So he goes on to say. Thus saith the king, Let not Hezekiah deceive you, for he shall not be able to deliver you. He's not beating around the bush now. Now see, what you have to fight is fear. See, you've got to fight the first initial effects of fear and worry. And you can rebuke them, they can go, but still it will come back. When you're in the heat of the battle, and when you're every hour, every minute, every second, you got to have faith. you got to know in whom you have believed. When you're in the end of days like we are, when you're like living in America and you see all the things happening in your country that you don't want to happen, you need to understand things are changing. They're changing around the world. you got to have faith. From faith to faith. Just like these men on the wall had to have. They knew what Hezekiah had done. They knew that he had taken down the altars of the foreign god. 
They knew that Isaiah was in the city. And God is not going to let his top prophet be killed. Hell will freeze over before God will allow anything to happen to his prophet. And when God allows something to happen to his prophet, there's a reason behind it. God doesn't create prophets just for fun. He doesn't have apostles just because he needed somebody else. And he didn't put in the various administrations within the body of Christ for the fun of it. There's preachers that should be preaching the word of God. There's teachers that should be teaching the word of God in truth. There should be Christians who are walking in a holy manner. And they should know what is clean and unclean, but many of them don't. So when I talk about judgment on Judah, I'm telling you America, judgment is on America today, and you need to clean up your act. Just because you have nice churches, those nice churches can be destroyed in a second. You do not want to provoke the Lord God. There's one thing that matters. Are you going to listen? America? She's already stopped listening a long time ago. The only reason that you're able to have the enemy enter in into this nation is because of the sins of the people. And the only reason that Assyria was standing at the gates of Judah is because of the sins, the, the sins of the people, and which was true with Judah and was true with the northern tribes. If you had a good king that served the Lord God, the people would follow along. If you had somebody like Jezebel and her old man that served Baal and did a lot of other things immorally, not to mention out-and-out out lie, she was a witch in the worst form of the word. She was evil. She conspired. She lied. She plotted. She's worse than the Jezebels. But see, in the New Testament, what do we have? We have Jezebel depicting the worst kind of evil and God despises. So when you see the letters to the churches in Revelation and you see the word Jezebel in there, you'd better understand something, kids. And that is the Lord God knows what a Jezebel is and he found some in the church. And so, church of the living God, Christians, I'm telling you today, get Jezebel out of your church, get Jezebel out of your heart, get Jezebel out of your family, get Jezebel out of your city. If you don't listen, your blood be on your own head. So Rabshakeh standing here. What he doesn't know is, is that Rabshakeh and everybody else is going to be dead. Now, we don't have, you know, Sennacherib was killed in the house of his God by his sons. And his last son one of his sons was the last 
uh, king of Assyria, and then it fell. It very effeminate society. This kid was. That's the way he led the society. So this really does signal, you know, on the downward spiral spiral of Assyria, because there's another power coming, and that is Babylon. And these three chapters, or four chapters we're talking about, are going to lead you right into Babylon. So, warriors up there, watchmen, you priests, I can see you up there. Those who blow the shofar, I can see you. Don't let your king deceive you. He won't deliver you. He has no way to be delivered from our hands. He goes on to say, Neither let Hezekiah make you trust in the Lord, saying, The Lord will surely deliver us. This city should not be delivered into the hand of the king of Assyria, which is exactly what Isaiah told him. Now, who are you going to believe? Now, if you're in Judah... Under Hezekiah, you're going to believe Isaiah. Now, there might have been a few that liked Ahaz and Jezebel that followed his ways, still left in the city. They could have easily been full of doubt and caused trouble. But we don't know that for sure. But see, this when the devil presses, when the liars press, when they're coming after you, they will do anything to put doubt in your heart. And you need to withstand that. You need to rebuke it. You need to cast it down. You need to get back in the Word and get assurance. You need to get insurance through prayer and fasting. You need to understand something. The devil wants you, and he's not going to attack you when you're strong. Almost never. When you're down is when he likes to do it. Like they say, when it rains, it pours. Around here, sometimes that's true. But that's a saying meaning that <laughs> when all the stuff starts flowing in a flood, <laughs> you know, you better climb the biggest hill you can get on. <laughs> and there's only one, one rock <laughs> that you're going to cling on to, kids. That's the Lord. Read Habakkuk, the last chapter, the last three verses. If you want to know what faith is, Habakkuk's the one to read. That's bottom line faith. Because God will deliver you. Now, we can look over in the persecuted church and we can see that some of them die. Well, we already got our marching orders there. We overcame by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony, and we love our lives not unto death. The ultimate penalty could be death. Martyrdom. But you see, for these guys on the wall, they had two options. God would deliver them, and Isaiah's right. The other one is they're going to die at the hands of the, of, uh, the Assyrians. And when you're standing on the wall waiting, 
And all you're doing is hearing some guy shoot off his mouth. The first thing you want to do is shoot an arrow into him. Let's get this over with. We're tired of listening to you. But you got to let things take its course. Because you're not going to be defended. If you're waiting on God, you can't get ahead of him. Let not Hezekiah deceive you, for he shall not be able to deliver you. Neither let Hezekiah make you trust the Lord, saying, The Lord will surely deliver us, for this city shall not be delivered into the hands of the king of Assyria. Surely, as Rabshakeh said this, the devil was giving him the words. Because, you know, the devil's always wanted Jerusalem. He probably wanted more than that. But the devil wants Jerusalem today. And then in verse 16 he says, Hearken not to Hezekiah. Now see, so you've got three verses. Let not Hezekiah deliver you, neither let Hezekiah make you trust in the Lord, and hearken not to Hezekiah. Now that's mentioned three times. That's there for a reason to let you know that when the enemy comes and you're in the battle, the first thing he's going to do is tell you not to trust in the Lord. Don't let anybody deceive you. Do not listen to him. And he'll say, don't listen to them, you listen to me. You listen to my king. That's exactly what people do even when they're on social media. Especially if they oppose what, my message all the time. I'm so used to them. I don't even... They're like fleas. They're everywhere. See? And people today are also so interested in the news and everything else... They're not focusing on the Word of God, including Christians. Man, it's okay to be informed. But dear God in heaven, get your mind in the Word of God. Get your focus of your eyes and your heart on the Lord and stop messing around. That news is going to be there tomorrow. And, you, and you're listening to a guy that's read a multitude or two of headlines and stuff and covered things. Hearken not to Hezekiah, for thus saith the king of Assyria, the one that didn't even bother to come talk to you. He sent me. <laughs> yeah, he's back there just whatever he's doing. He's just letting them all do it. He's, uh, you know, Sennacherib's fine until he gets in the house of his God and then he gets killed because he had already lost his entire army. Make an agreement with me by a present. Come out to me and eat ye every one of his vine and every one of his fig tree and drink every one of the waters of his own cistern. Now, um, Albert Barnes points out the little phrase, by a present, here, an agreement with me by a present is not in the Hebrew text.
And so when you see this particular invitation, he wants them to come out by coming on out and opening up the gates, not going to fight. You would be making a peace with the uh, with the Assyrians. Of course, once you open the gate, they're going to go in and do what they want to anyway. Do you really believe what they have to say? When the Antichrist stands up, as we call him, actually the beast, and he pretends to be the Lord, he's going to set himself up as God in the temple of God. Believe it or not, people will believe what he has to say. There are people gullible enough to follow error. And that's exactly what Reb Shekai wants them to do. They don't want to mess with the war. It'd be so much, it'd be a really a nice prize if they just opened the gates and, you know, took what they wanted and installed a fake king, you know, taking care of Hezekiah. But the Assyrians were warriors. They carried the northern tribes away in fierce war and battle. Now the very next verse says, Until I come and take you away to a land like your own land, a land of corn and wine, a land of bread and vineyards. Now see, that's exactly what happened to the northern tribes. There is no way God wants Judah to be carried away to another land unless it's the Lord God that does it because Judah was his. It wasn't this pompous king. And this particular event is here for a reason. As a lesson to Judah that should be remembered but unfortunately it is not. And we're going to close. We'll start at verse 17 and 18 of that next time. Father, thank you for your word. Bless those that hear it whenever they do. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, in the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of this word in Jesus' name. Okay, Tower. We are getting up there as far as uh, it's not going to be too long. We will be in the 40th chapter. I mean, we, we are drawing down. So we're getting there, but it's going to take a while. That's okay. Yes, it will take a while, but it's good. You get a lot of information taking it slow.
Well, and today, it's amazing how this parallels the temptation that, boy, I can hear that. Sorry. You know, parallels temptation and how you fight the enemy. That's right. Because you can just see that, you know, in, in our modern lives today, when people fight things as Christians. It's a battle. It is. And so uh, we will finish this chapter, but all these chapters, uh, about four of them, I think, are all related, kind of linked together, and they uh, because of the theme. Because Hezekiah asks uh, Isaiah for help, and he gives the help, and then the destruction of the army. And then there's the Babylon that comes into the picture. And so, a lot to learn there. Yes, it is. So don't forget, we're also going through the Book of Romans. And that's tomorrow on Sound the Shofar. We have a lot of articles on the site, too, and a lot of other things going on. So stop by the websites at warn-usa.com, danaglennsmith.com. But, you know, until you actually pay attention, you know, you can, you can miss a lot of stuff. This is true. So at any rate, we are wrapping up, going to get out of here. Another Battle Lines, another Isaiah. And we're going to be celebrating our 100th episode here pretty soon. (laughs) Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, definitely. 100 episodes. We're not too far away. Maybe sometime in July. And so... Well, what are we? We're 94 now. Six more episodes. No, we're... No. Yes. Yeah, six more. Well, five. Six more episodes, yes. And we'll change it again. (laughs) Well, we're going to have to get out of here. Okay, well, thank you, everybody, for joining us whenever you do. We're glad that you have stopped by and we appreciate it we love you and we hope the best for you we pray for you may god richly bless you in all that you do good night everybody good night everybody don't forget to go by the websites at warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com we are on a pile of social sites check them out and we have our shows on a lot of sites as well. So check everything out. You can find most of the information over on our websites. Until next time, shalom, everybody.
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.